Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. Jacob Centrum here, managing editor at fearthefin.com, here to answer some trade deadline questions or just general Sharks questions. Uh, let's see while we wait for people to show up. Uh, the Sharks traded for Yannick Hansen yesterday, trading a conditional fourth-round pick and Sharks prospect Nikolai Goldobin. Uh, Goldobin was the Sharks' first-round draft pick in 2014. Uh, that was a late first-round pick. Uh, I believe that was a 24th overall pick. Um which is uh, it's a pretty big haul for, for Hanson, who's under contract, obviously, through the end of this year. And then Hanson's also under contract next year. The Canucks are retaining uh, half a million dollars. So that's going to be $2 million this year and $2 million next year. Um, it's a lot to give up for a guy that's 30 years old. Um, he's a half a point a game player. Um, that's without really any power play time to speak of. Uh, he played with the Sedins a lot last year, a little bit less this year, but most of his time has been with the Sedins over the past couple of years. He scores a lot at even strength. Uh, he's, I think, 29th in the NHL uh, in even strength. Uh, points per 60 over the past three years, which is good news, obviously, as far as scoring is concerned, and that's where he's going to play anyway. I don't expect him to get a whole lot of power play time because – Frankly, the Sharks haven't shown any interest in mixing up the power play at all this year, and I doubt that acquiring Hanson, a guy with not any power play experience, is going to slot in there. Um, so, uh, so that's 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 the deal. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the deal, um, not so much because of Hanson, who I think is a really good player. Uh, you know, I think Hanson's going to be going to be definitely a help for the Sharks wherever he plays. Uh, he could play anywhere in the top nine. Uh, you know. Uh, my guess is that he gets a look with Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski. Um, those are guys that have struggled a little bit. Um, I guess Joe Thornton has uh, definitely regressed a little bit with age. Uh, you know, I think you saw it last night where they definitely struggled to keep up with uh, with Austin Matthews' line. Um, and so I think that his possession game would definitely help. Um, you know, so... I think that he could also play well in that second line with Logan Couture if they decide to play, you know, a little bit more of a defensive role. You know, I think that could definitely help. Uh, he could also play well in the third line with Tomas Hurdle. So I think that no matter where they end up putting him, uh, you know, that would be fine. Uh, obviously, feel free to answer any questions you have. The Sharks are done now, um, according to Doug Wilson. Uh, no more moves. So the move to get Yannick Hansen, where they traded Goldobin in that fourth-round pick, which is conditional, could end up being a first-round pick if the Sharks win the Stanley Cup. Um, that's it. That's the only move the Sharks are making. No move for backup goaltender. Arundel is the guy. Um, so that, I think, is probably good news. Uh, um, I don't think that you can... So Caleb Pitts asks, when you phrase it as, would you trade two first-rounders to win a Stanley Cup? What are your thoughts? I don't think it works that way. Um, yes, I would trade two first rounders to win a Stanley cup, but that's not how you evaluate a trade because you don't have, you, you're not trading two first rounders to win a Stanley cup because the Sharks didn't just win the Stanley cup. The Sharks just got Yannick Hansen. Um, 
you don't get to evaluate the trade in June. You have to evaluate the trade now because the trade was made now. Um, I think that I think that GMs would like you to evaluate the trade based on the result and not based on the process, but you have to make evaluations based on the process because that's how GMs make their job. Um, I think it's kind of an interesting thing that a lot of writers and, and media members want you to evaluate trades based on the results, um, which is interesting because uh, that's not how GMs get to do the, their job. They have to make their job based on the information they have right now. Doug Wilson made made a decision to trade Nikolai Goldobin for, for Yannick Hansen based on information that he had in front of him right now. Uh, and so I think based on the information we have right now, I think the trade was, was a poor one for the Sharks because they overpaid. Um, Nikolai Goldobin is scoring more than 0.8 points per game in the AHL as a guy that's only 21. Uh, the, that point projects to a decent NHL score. Uh, the Sharks, you know, could really use a decent NHL score. Um, you know, I know that there's been some arguments that, that Goldoba doesn't fit in the in the Sharks system. Uh, if that's the case, then that was poor drafting on the part of Doug Wilson in 2014. The Sharks system has not changed since 2014. I know they have a new coach, but the system is it's basically identical. Marcus and I have talked about that before. Um, so either Doug Wilson made a bad trade yesterday or he made a bad draft pick in 2014. So you can take your pick. Either way, Doug Wilson screwed up pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, and I think it's fair to criticize him for that. You know, I think that Doug Wilson both got a good player in Yannick Hansen. I think Doug Wilson also made a bad move yesterday. Um, and I think Doug Wilson has a really pretty, you know, consistent history now of making pretty bad trade deadline moves. Uh, he made bad deadline moves last year when he acquired Roman Polak and Nick Spalling, and he made another bad one, bad one yesterday. Uh, the pick to me is less of an issue because nobody's going to complain if the Sharks end up giving a first round draft pick because they won the Stanley cup. That doesn't make it a good move, but nobody's going to care. Um, you know, the Sharks are at a point in their in their window where they should be thinking a little bit more about the future. And, and I don't mean that in the sense that they should be thinking about, you know, tanking or, or rebuilding, but more in the retooling sense, um, where they should be thinking a little bit about, about the future and guys like Goldobins of the world and Timo Myers and Kevin LeBanks. And it seems that, uh, you know, by going out and getting a 30-year-old, um, this kind of feels like the the old sharks, whereas maybe this season it felt like we were getting a look at maybe something uh, something a little bit different. And I think it's disappointing to see them go a different direction. That being said, it kind of felt like the sharks had made their mind up on Goldobin last season, um, or maybe even the season before that, when he got those nine games with the sharks in the you know the lost season when they missed the playoffs. Um, and again, that to me just goes back to bad drafting. If that's the case, um, I don't think anything has really changed with Goldobin. Uh, I think he's become a better player. Uh, you know, Roy Sommer, his coach at the AHL, has really praised his defensive work. I think if you've watched him play in the AHL, and, and I have, albeit not as much as, uh, you know, guys like Paul Gackle or, uh, or Zach Devine um, or, or even Ian Reid, who writes for us. Uh, those are guys that all have talked about how much better he's gotten defensively. We saw it in the NHL in the couple games he played. You know, listen, the guy's never going to be Mark Edward Vlasic, but he's definitely a better defensive player than he was in the past. And I think people that say that he doesn't have a defensive game are, uh, are idiots. Um, that's just the truth, you know, that they're just idiots uh, who, who clearly, uh, who legitimately don't, don't watch him play. Um, and that's not really surprising. You know, you see the little flag next to his name and you see that he's a Russian player and then that's still the, the league that we're in. Um, that's, that's the NHL still. The NHL is still a league that is extremely xenophobic. Um, 
It's a league that is very afraid of change. Um, it's a league that is now um, terrified of offense and scoring. And I think that's a little bit disappointing. Um, but that, that, that's the past. And now I think the Sharks need to worry about the future and what, what that team means with, uh, with Yannick Hansen. And I think that while I think it's a bad trade, um, I think that the Sharks still get a really good player. So I think the glass half empty is that, hey, the Sharks overpaid. You know, whatever. It's already happened. It's done. Um, right now, the Sharks still have a very, very good hockey team. And our first place very comfortably in the Pacific are still by far the best team in the Pacific Division. And in my opinion, still have a very, very good chance to win a Stanley Cup this year. So um, while I don't like the trade, I really like Yannick Hansen. I really like the team that the Sharks have right now. And I really, really like their chances of making a deep run of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like I think the Sharks are toast or something here. Um, I think I'm frustrated with the way that Pete DeBoer has lined up the team in the past. Um, and I'm hoping that this acquisition of Hansen uh, – I don't want to say allows because I think he's been allowed to make good decisions in the past and hasn't done it. Uh, but hopefully he now decides to make better decisions here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's answer some questions. Uh, Brent Broussard asked, do you think Wilson should have looked at other players? I do. I think he should have looked at Thomas Vanek, a guy that scores a little bit more. Um, now that being said, I think Hanson's a good player that'll help with scoring. So I I'm not that worried about it. Hanson's a better player than Vanek. So whatever. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Holty says he'd trade two first for a cup, but he'd rather trade a six for P.A. Parento than Goldobin and a pick for Hanson. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, you know, I know that's a little bit more of a conservative move, and that's more who I am. And the Sharks, listen, have like five uh, between six and seven. So I think they have two six and three seven. So there you go. Um, Alan Mello asks, do you think Hanson was the best we could get for Goldobin in a fourth rounder? Yeah, Jesus. I, I don't know. Um, I really don't. I mean, my gut says no, that they should have been able to get more than that. But um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that is the best that they could get. Uh, man, I, it really seems like they should have been able to get more than that, though. It really does. Um, listen, Eric Casares says he had two seasons to make the roster, though. Well, listen, um, the Sharks can make terrible roster decisions, you realize. Um, so... Uh, and no, him making a bad pick and then making this trade doesn't make it a good trade. So it's still a bad pick. He, he made a bad decision somewhere along the line here. That That's that's the point. So it's being a bad general manager at, at some point of his job. He either, he made a bad decision somewhere here. You can't say like, oh, man, look, you know, hey, I uh, I went to the store and I spent $50 on this bottle of vegetable oil, but then I got rid of it. You know, isn't that cool that I did that? It's like, well, no, not really, because you so wasted all of this money on it to begin with. I mean, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, <sighs> okay, let's see. Do, do, do. Let's see, what are we talking about? I do not think Goldobin's going to the KHL. Um, I don't think we would ask that if it was any other player. Goldobin has played very well in the AHL. He has not gotten a fair shake in the NHL. I don't know why we're asking that. I do know why. It's because he's Russian. There's no reason to think that Goldobin's going to end up in the KHL right now. Uh, Marcus White's going to get fired if he doesn't ask something of legitimacy in the comments really, really soon. Uh, the Sharks don't need a strong center. The Sharks have a really strong down the middle. I mean, how many teams, uh, legitimately, how many teams have a better center depth right now than the San Jose Sharks? 
I mean, if the Sharks play, assuming the Sharks actually, you know, play good centers, uh, if they don't play Michael Haley at center, um, I mean, if you play uh, Thornton, Couture, Hurdle, Tierney down the middle, I mean, there aren't that many teams with better center depth than that. Um, it's a short list, guys. It's pretty short. Not a long list. I'm just curious. And no, Minnesota does not have better center depth. They do not. Nope. No, they do not. Were you Pierre McGuire? Nope. Nope. Uh, I think Hansen can fit in anywhere inside of the top nine. Uh, yeah, that's Sean Pillay asked that. Uh, yeah, I think that I I like him. The idea of him in the uh, on the on the top line. I'm sorry, Alan. I don't mean to compare you to Pierre Maguire, uh, but I really don't think that Minnesota has a better has better center depth. I really don't. Uh, yeah, let's see. Over under, I'll play. Marcus White is actually going to contribute now. Good for him. Uh, is that is that supposed to be one and a half? Okay. Under over under playoff games, Timo Meyer plays with the Sharks one and a half. Um, let's see. I'm gonna take the over because Tomas Hurdle is absolutely getting hurt in the playoffs. So over. Uh, let's see. John Foley asks if it's confirmed that Goldman suits up tomorrow for Vancouver. It does appear that way. Yes, he's gonna play tomorrow. How many goals is he gonna score? Is really the question. So, my guess. Multiple goals. So, no, uh, I don't think Brian Boyle is a guy that the Sharks need. No, uh, the last thing the Sharks need is a he- is like a heavy player, in my opinion. So, uh, what else we got? Uh, the Sharks or the Kings went and got uh, a young Jerome McGinley. Uh, which is uh, perfect for them. Jerome McGinley gets to go to another team that won't win a Stanley Cup. Hey, we're going on the road, guys. Uh, and uh, the Kings get another old guy that can't score. So that's a win-win. Uh, plus, another guy that'll uh, take lots of penalties. So uh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. I it's, it's tough. I like – I think the Capitals are a really good team before, so it's hard to say if they actually are the most improved team. Um that's a good point. Ryan Holty points out that we were both wrong that the uh, Sharks did not bring back Roman Polak. Uh, how scared were you, Ryan, that, uh, that, the, that Roman was just going to stay in the locker room last night or a switch locker room to stay right at SAP Center? I mean, I think the biggest threat in the West is probably the Wild at this point, I guess, um, just because their goaltending has been hot all year and uh, they got better. Um, that being said, I mean, you know, to me, the, the, the biggest threat to the Sharks in the West is uh, being unlucky. I think they're the best team in the Western Conference. Um, I just think that, you know, there's definitely the risk of them. <sighs> you know, the same kind of thing that's happened to them many times in the past. They've been the best team in the Western Conference, and then they run into some goalie that puts up a 980 in, uh, you know, the second round, and then they get bounced. That, that to me, is the scariest thing. You know, I see Calgary kind of, like, chugging along, playing crappy hockey, and... Uh, that to me is a little bit scary. So, and I, I think something to point out with Goldobin is that you guys can't point to other guys in the Sharks system passing him as um, as a good re- as a reasoning for this being a good trade. The Sharks misvaluing him, which is not really a word, but bear with me. Is not is not reasoning for this being a good trade. 
that would be the Sharks making a bad, bad valuing of, of a player. That's part of the thing, you know? So that, that's the whole thing, you know? That, that's, that's the thing. That, that's everything. The Sharks can be wrong. Let's say it with me, guys. The Sharks can be wrong. It's not that weird. The Sharks are wrong all the time. Lots of hockey teams are wrong all of the time. Um, man, I, I'm not even that worried about. The, I'm not worried about the Kings. The Quick is not that good, guys. He has been that good in the past, and his ceiling is pretty high. But generally speaking, he's not that great a goalie. I mean, I'm more worried about Ben Bishop than Jonathan Quick. To be honest, but that's maybe that's just me. Um, we are getting into earnest about, you know, starting to think about playoff opponents right now. Calgary is technically the highest percentage chance for the Sharks, and that's up to like 22%, I believe, according to Hockey Viz. I haven't checked it today, though. Um, I'll take a, take a quick peek at that. Um, the Sharks are pretty, pretty comfortably in first place right now, holding five-point lead with two games in hand. They've got a bit of a, a bit tougher stretch coming up, not so much in their, their next game, um, but I know that they've had a pretty, a pretty light schedule. Uh, so yeah, Calgary's a 23% chance, then LA 18%, St. Louis 18, and Edmonton 15, Anaheim 14% chance. So I would not mind getting to play Calgary in the first round, though. That would be nice. Yeah, so the uh, Sharks have Vancouver tomorrow. They get two days off. Then they're in Minnesota and then in Winnipeg. Home against Washington, a home against Nashville, and then home. Wow, they're home for a long time. This is a six-game homestand. Home against Dallas, Buffalo, St. Louis, and Anaheim. So that's kind of a tough stretch. Um, Minnesota will be tough. Winnipeg will be less tough. But Washington's tough. Nashville's tough. And not so much Dallas, Buffalo, or St. Louis. So should be an interesting slate of games, obviously. I mean, we're getting, you know, down towards the – down towards the end here, where uh, where the Sharks can start thinking about, you know, maybe even clinching a division title. It's been a it's been a long time since the Sharks won a uh, uh, won a division title. I, I can barely even remember it. Um, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember. Was that like two thousand? Jesus Christ, ten? Oh, my God, I, I literally can't remember. Um. Yeah, uh, Alan, it's not crazy talk. Uh, go look at Quick's career save percentage. Just look at the numbers, kids. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. Over or under a number of games that plays in remaining games. I don't know. How many games do we have left? 20? Are we up to, Do we have 20 games left? Somebody help me out here. Okay, all right, all right. So everyone wants to know how many games Dell's going to start, so I do actually have to know how many games we have left. All right, I'm... Yep, yep. All right. Okay, guys. All right. Going to look it up. Looking it up. Looking it up. Yeah, so we've got 20 games left. Uh, wow. Well, you know, uh, I'd like him to start at least, man, at least six or seven of them. I, I, I see you, Marcus. Shut up. Now you're... you're I'm going to pin this. Pin comment. Oh, nice. Look at that. I'm just going to leave it there. Hey, everybody, go like this comment from Marcus. Ready? Like. Okay, Nice. Hey guys, everyone go ahead and like that from Marcus. This is the most likes he'll ever get on anything on his Facebook page ever, if you guys like this comment from Marcus. Wow. <laughs> it's just going to be one and it'll still be true. 
sweet burn from me. Yeah, I think if he gets, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how many bat to back. So I guess that'll help couches. There's one bat to back, two bat to backs, three, four. Okay, well, that should be, yeah. So four bat to backs. Oh man, come on, give him, give him, give him seven at least. If he gets at least seven. Yeah, I'm thinking at this point probably caps sharks. Um, I think at the beginning of the year I had, well, I had lightning sharks at the beginning of the year, and that's looking tenuous. At best, um, so I'm I'm feeling cap sharks, and sh sharks and six. I hope. What do you guys think about that? Thoughts? Does anyone have any opinion on that? How many cry face? Oh, okay, only one. Mike Smith gave this a sad face. Yikes! Brutal. I'm hurt, Mike. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, so yeah, uh, so Kings obviously make that trade. I think that's the only major Pacific deal today. I know uh, Arizona and Colorado made some meaningless AHL trade because uh, Jonathan Chaka got bored. Um, yeah, uh, is anyone going to that Caps that Caps Sharks game? That's on. I can't believe that's not an NBCSN game. That's bullshit. Uh, that's on March 9th. That should be a good one. That's a week from tomorrow so i would uh plan plan for that one that's a good one uh so yeah so sharks play tomorrow then get a couple days off before they have a road back to back uh that's a three o'clock game and then a five o'clock game and that's in the a nice central time zone minnesota the manitoba road trip the minitoba road trip um Nice. Uh, there's only one person, by the way, who has liked this Marcus White comment. <laughs> this is really hurtful. I, I should log into my other account just so I can uh, like it from mine. I feel I feel bad for him. Yeah, brutal. Pour one out. Maybe he can like it himself or something. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta go to see Ovi. Uh, last year, I believe, was this the um, this was the Nabokov game, right? Uh, right, the Nabokov, like, uh, oh, no, 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 yeah, you can keep it liked, I just, it's only showing up as the one, okay, so, so maybe there are more, no, you're good, uh, was the Nabokov, I, uh, Nabokov, like, what do they, what do they even call it, the, uh, honoring, honoring game, I guess we didn't, we didn't retire his jersey or anything, uh, so I, I don't know what we're even calling it, um, that was fun, that was nice, that was, that, that was good, it's always good to see the Caps in town, uh, minus, uh, you know, them being good and, you know, the Sharks not necessarily winning the game and, and all that. Okay, there are five likes on it. Okay, I'm sorry. I, it didn't show up on the thing, Marcus. My bad. Did he? Did Marcus like this? He didn't like his own comment. Good for him. Okay. I'm proud of him. I wonder if he's even still here. Uh, okay. And obviously, yeah, Joe Ward playing his old team as well. All right, we got anything else? Uh, this has been going on for 22 minutes strong, so I, I feel like... A future of Ward? Oh, oh. Um... I think that he should probably play on the fourth line. I think that he's been an okay third-line player, but I think given the depth of the Sharks, that there's no... I think he'd be fine on the fourth line with Carlson and Tierney. I'd be fine with that. What do you guys think? Who cares what I think? All right, let's call it a day. Uh, I'm going to throw this up on the podcast feed like I've been doing. You can follow. You can find that on iTunes. That's Fear the Fin. If you want to just go back and listen to the whole thing instead of having to watch this. Uh, that's Fear the Fin on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Fear the Fin. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Suntrum. Got a whole bunch of stuff up on the website, www.fearthefin.com. You don't even have to type the www anymore. It's obsolete.
It's tough. All right, guys. You can follow Marcus on Twitter, at Marcus P. White. He would really love to have some followers. I'll even type it in for you. The com slash Marcus P. White. Aw. Oh, did it not hyperlink? Oh, it did. Okay. Wow. Man, that would have been brutal. All right. There you go. Aw. Nice. Good stuff. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.